1: Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
2: Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners.
0: Is the
3: ultimate dad show. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined in a room filled with some heroes. Mark Sessler to my left, Greg Rosenthal to my right. What is up, boys? Yo yo. No concept That's our of how to start the show without yo, West. Here. That's our
4: new one. It's uh, taking off. People <laughs> love it all uh,
3: over the country, all over the world. When West comes back, we're going to have to let him know that Hi has been replaced by Greg and Yo Yo.
5: I like it. Well. It's
3: it's appealing. Um, something crazy happened when I pulled into the, the <laughs> complex today that I had to get off my chest immediately. And longtime uh, listeners of the show will. Be aware that for years now I've had a bit of a a um a war going on with a gentleman. <laughs> he is the head of building security here at NFL Media, and uh, there's been a lot of threats, always one way, coming toward the old Zeuser. Um, you know, little things on the windshield. Don't park here. You'll be towed next time. Sometimes a, a crony, one of his cronies would come and, and threaten me if I didn't move the car. Well, today, as I'm pulling in, and I got I got both kids at home right now. My wife is away on a fun trip with her girlfriends, um, which she deserves. And, honey, I hope you're having a great time. You've never listened to the show. If you <laughs> pick this show, how you doing? Um, uh, uh, I was running a little bit late because I was taking care of Jack and Harry. Come screaming in here at 1057 and there's there he is it's the man it's yeah. <laughs> you've talked about this
4: man a few times on the show over the years uh, right. you know eagle you know big
3: time long time listeners know about this man <laughs> right so and me needing to get into the office and not i'm not somebody searching for conflict if i had some more time i'd kind of wait out because <laughs> right there was the parking spot the talent parking spot area that for many years has been a bone of contention between me Um, And this time I said, I'm running late. He's standing right there. I'm going to pull right in. And then I realized we had never been face to face before. Okay. Okay. Get out of the car. And I could feel him looking at me. And he stops me and he says, that's a talent only spot. Wow. And I go, and I don't want to have to say this. on the nose. Nobody wants to have to say this, but I go, I am talent. And then he goes, after a beat, I know. I
5: recognize you now. Bean. So, all right, so this has been resolved. I don't know. You could parse the words in a couple different ways. So, but for years, you were, you were presuming yourself to be talent in his eyes right. and just taking the spot. You know, the first two years of your conflict, I was convinced he thought that I was you.
3: <laughs> I'm sure you did.
5: And there also was a time when we um, during that's the, like
3: a very marked thing. That well, that somehow was going to screw you.
5: Well, there was a family <laughs> um, event on the weekend, and he there was the same gentleman forbid us from taking our children into the building to look at the newsroom, and yes, essentially like a father child experience come visit dad's work very strident that we should not be allowed in the building and we all snuck in right um another you know chapter in 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 your it's been a battle so i didn't know this was an ongoing battle oh i think five
4: plus years the talent part that he (sighs) was not allowing you or that that was a bone of
3: contention i yes for years this has been going on and finally it was the big face-to-face it's like in heat when finally, after years of silver silver screen greatness, you had Pacino and De Niro sitting at the table at the It's diner. just like that. That's what this was about, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, other NFL media things going on right now. Um, they had the, this is award season in house. They it was the NFL Commissioners Awards, and we heard from some sparrows, including show host Colleen Wolfe, uh, that our little voiceover we did. Um, announcing the nominees for the Rising Star Award. It was on camera. It was on camera. It was a – Roger Goodell was there. Everyone was there. It was in New Jersey, but it was simulcast here in-house in in L.A. Got a lot of chuckles and amusement. Um, And that, to me, uh, I'll take that as a victory. It's the closest we'll ever get to winning an award or an award Mm. uh, on that show. Um, So I'll take that. Uh, mild amusement, apparently, based on... Our- I got an
4: email from a high-ranking executive at the NFL saying it got a great response. That it appreciated it.
3: Here he is.
0: No.
5: <laughs>
3: Look out, it's NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal. Call the
5: sheriff.
4: It says something, though, that, you know... As you're uh, arguing with uh, your buddy over being talent that none of us were even in the audience or around yesterday to see any of this. Or uh, uh, My
3: excited. my boss, Sarah, who's wonderful, um, she also let me know that it had went over well and then she says, why weren't you there? Because you could watch. I guess it's you could sit in the studio here. and Shadell sure. sure. was, was
6: here. He was in L.A.
3: Oh, really? Okay. And <laughs> I said, I'm more like the Jack Nicholson type. It's like, I don't go to the award show unless I know I'm winning.
5: I feel like our, we were there through our production. I did hear, I talked to someone downstairs who basically, I wanted to know if Goodell, A, thought it was humorous and that he registered laughter and enjoyed it and if he had any concept of who we were. And I was <laughs> scolded for not for not knowing that Goodell would know who we are, for not assuming that, um, that he does seem to know her It's kind of like
3: is. when you hear about um, people auditioning for SNL and the whole thing is do, one thing. Don't lose your confidence. Lauren never laughs, like <laughs> Lauren Michaels will never laugh. But it doesn't mean he doesn't like you. That's what I'm thinking. If even if, if Rog was stone faced, doesn't mean that mm. it didn't register as. Oh, these guys are you know they are straight shooters to the top.
5: Well, he did let. There is a second note because what our task was. Each one of us. Uh, w- there were four options to pick for the rising star and we each locked one of them up it's sort of a mock segment a mock segment but i took it very seriously and it's a good thing that i did because the gentleman who i pitched game pass leader max boygan he won i locked him (laughs) up and he won (laughs) that's pretty good how do you how do you in the offseason top the championship i I won for Mm. the regular season you lock up max boygan and he nailed it
4: i feel like a a big uh, spot our transition into just being company men is now complete. If you're part of the Commissioners Awards, we can't really say we're
3: we're like the fighting I mean, maniacs or outsiders. A trophy in there. I mean, we have a globally successful podcast And what is the greatest new medium in in new media, which is the podcast industry. For years, maybe we take home a, a, some hardware one of these
5: years. Feels it feels uh, timely and due. Both sides of the old uh, Atlantic, we're thriving. I mean, you got your parking spot. Let's. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Today's show, uh, we're going uh, mini camp. The first week of mandatory mini camps has wrapped. Uh, how many teams had their mini camps this week? Eight. Eight teams. And then we have uh, the rest are next week. Is, is that correct? Yes. Um, so we're going to share some kind of takeaways. We'll kind of just not quite rapid fire, but we're going to go around the horn a bunch of times, just throwing out different things that we read or saw that jumped out to us. You don't want to put too much Greg into a few practices, but it's the first real football of, of consequence um, as we head towards mini camp or training camp. So it's you can have or some something. Takeaways. Sure. Just don't get too spicy with
4: the take. Some people get way too spicy. I've, yeah. That's, this is something that's changed over the year. They also don't have tackling anymore at this part of the year. So it's re- it, even the mini camps that are mandatory. It's they're mini. It's yeah. kind of Uh
3: And we'll close the show with some iTunes reviews as we promised on Wednesday. But before that, let us do some news. Darren Sproles in the backfield, third down at 12. Wentz, can't find anyone, spins away, under pressure, still on his feet. Now he fires downfield and it's caught by Nelson Aguilar for an Eagles touchdown. So I pulled that clip for the news drop because I was watching a 2017 highlight package of Carson Wentz. It was 13 minutes long. And why? Because Carson Wentz was the best quarterback on the planet before he blew out his knee in 2017. Last year, um, the Eagles still won the Super Bowl, of course, with Nick Foles. And then last year, more injury issues for Wentz. But in a sign of supreme faith, uh, Philadelphia uh, on Thursday agreed to a four-year extension with Carson Wentz through 2024. Uh, the deal's worth one hundred and twenty eight million and up to one hundred and forty four million with sixty six this is the most important number million fully guaranteed uh, and one hundred and seven point nine million in guarantees Greg will parse that for me uh, rap sheet had those numbers uh, Wentz's a- average annual value on the new four-year deal thirty two million doesn't beat Russell William, uh, Russell Wilson at thirty five uh, but it surpasses everyone in the total guarantee number. So he's paid like a super duper star, which, uh, Greg, he probably deserves. He he absolutely deserves. And this entire kind of
4: quarterback contract, like reaction, industrial complex has become <laughs> the most tiring part of the NFL news media. Like it's the least interesting and most discussed mm. part of the sport at this point. It's like these quarterback, they all get them. You you get one if you're over a certain level you get it you don't have to think too hard about it the the takes that really bother me is like you know it's you know it's gonna be hard to really build around Carson Wentz now because he's taken up so much of the Enough color of cap. But it it look look at the cap space around the league half the teams have more than twenty million dollars in cap space. 10, 10, 15 teams like, rolled $30, $40, 50000000 million of cap space into the offseason. Teams aren't even using cap space all right. the time. The harder part is finding enough good players to actually spend all that money on. I mean, that's what teams like the Jets and the Browns have have struggled with in recent years, is finding enough good players. Now, there are some teams like the Eagles and the Vikings who have all these candidates for long-term extensions. But look at their rosters. They, they have more long-term contracts for other positions than anyone else and they got Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz on their roster. So you can figure it out. It's just like there's not that much to say. Two things could be right.
3: Two things could be right. It could be if you have a, a rookie quarterback or that's an a, advantage. Or a late draft crazy. round pick, you will have more spending and you could spend quarterback money on a cornerback or a defensive tackle or an end, and that's a huge advantage. But just because you signed uh, a superstar quarterback to a massive deal, it's not an issue where you, oh, now we're hamstrung. There's plenty of money and the cap keeps going up.
4: Wait, like how many people in the next few years are going to be like, I don't know if the Packers can build a legitimate team with the Darius Smith and Preston Smith on the Packers roster. But those two, two guys who are fine, Add up to a quarterback.
5: You look at the the list of annual salaries, and they're topped by Russell Wilson, as you mentioned. It almost just looks like uh, slotting for first round picks as you go down the list, where they're each making a little bit, little bit less than the one before. You know what the price is. Carson Wentz was the next guy up. The the concept that it's a, any sort of thing that you would not spend this money. Two years from now, it's going to look like an awesome awesome contract if he remains healthy and I don't really view his durability as a reason to not get that contract if anyone's hemming and hawing about that also if there's
4: if there's really any analysis to be done it's like once the guy's over a certain level they're going to get that contract so when do you give it to him and the the Eagles decided to do it as early as humanly possible which is smart because the price after Dak Prescott signs will probably only go up. And Wentz is at a point right now where he's coming off an injury. Maybe he accepts a little less guarantees. Like all these contracts eventually end up being middle of the pack and, and looking better. So you might, if you're
5: committed to a guy, and of course they're committed to him, you just sign him as quick it's as al- possible. It's almost like when you take your children out for dinner or something, and then the bill comes. And for my children who are like seven and eight, if the bill is like $45, it is mind blowing money and they can't comprehend like it's the or do can we afford that as a family they have no concept of money at all fans if i if i'm just a fan i don't know why i'd ever worry about contracts at all there's so much cap space people that, too worried about it but it's it just seems to me like a non-issue in 2019
4: another tired take too is is that it this always happens the second it happens jared oh like a bunch of gifs they, they break out the birdman gif where he's uh you know he's like you know, rubbing his hands together, all excited about getting more money or whatever. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff. They, here's them watching the Carson Wentz <laughs> contract. Oh, they're all excited. No, it's like, no, they're well, all of these contracts. There's are no this, drama. They, they all go up. They Like those guys would get their contracts no matter what. And they're, imagine they're
3: if you're a fan of a team that always has a target on its back and all your signings like a CJ Mosley or a Le'Veon Bell, you get, Killed for it because they got too much money. That is a little bit annoying. Uh, I agree. It's all it's a it's funny money era. Now, two more things. You mentioned Goff, and he wants to get that bag. He's the first overall pick in the year Wentz went number two. You wonder what contract he's going to get. And I think for a guy that's done a lot in the league uh, in the last couple of years, he still, I think, has to perform at a very high level to get Wentz money. Despite being a, a oh, I think pick the, ahead. But
5: where we stand today, I'd be shocked if he doesn't. The Rams have
3: indicated totally he's
4: getting it, and they're not they're they're committed. They give to, it to him now.
3: I think they send a message if you don't.
4: I think they will by by the start of this season. I think is kind of is kind of their deadline.
3: And then my last thought on Wentz is, I did get some tweets. I don't know about you guys. When we did Dalton scale and maybe another other exercise we did in the last month or so, how come you guys aren't talking about Wentz? Whether he deserves to be somewhere, doesn't deserve to be somewhere. We're all in agreement that Wentz is he a stud. He was he
5: to me and that. Yeah, we did get tweets because we didn't we, we didn't mention every quarterback above Andy Dalton and his name did not come up during that episode without any question. I think I had him at like 10 or 11.
3: Because we feel the same way Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman do, that this guy is an ascendant star despite the injury issues. And in other news, Trent Williams, uh, the standout tackle for the Redskins, he has not been uh, around Redskins OTAs. He also skipped uh, mandatory minicamp uh, initially, the the feeling was it was due to his contract, and he and he wants he wants that bag. He wants a bigger bag, breaking bag in. I mean, <laughs> a, little I mean we're to a little late, a little Our money it's drop. It's, it's a dad a podcast. Sometimes you're just a little
4: late on the curve on these, but I like this it now. is truly the dad podcast right now because we don't have a fourth in here.
3: It's just all dads, um, my three dads. So, <laughs> <laughs> three men and a little lady right behind the glass. Little. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't know it's a movie that's the
6: nicest thing you've said to me (laughs) in months.
3: And a tiny lady. (laughs) Thank you. Petite lady. Uh, Anyway, so Trent was, everyone thought, oh, it's because he just wants the bag. No, it's also because he's pissed. Uh, Rap Sheet reported Wednesday uh, that along with the new contract desires, there is, quote, frustration from Williams over the handling of his health scare earlier this spring. And you may remember, he had a growth removed from his scalp that was originally thought to be cancerous. Luckily, fortunately, it turned out that it was not the case. We don't have all the details, but apparently uh, Williams, who has dealt with a lot of health issues, nothing that serious, uh, in his last several years with the Redskins, he is not happy how that situation was handled. Uh, And for that reason, on principle, he's saying he wants out of town.
4: Yeah, I just think this is worth bringing up just to keep an eye on because Trent Williams is one of the best tackles in football when he's healthy, top two or three, I would say. And the fact that he's kind of getting – almost it's almost personal. And it's not the first time you've heard some things. The Redskins, they've, they've had either bad luck or just a lot of drama with their medical situations for a number of players over the years. Bruce Allen – it commented on it. He's, of course, running the Redskins. He says, "I know what the truth is," and it's just like once they they have like even a, a modicum of a little bit of positivity of like, okay, Dwayne Askins is out there with the first team, and it's like here's like more negativity for the Redskins. Just I
5: mean, it's
3: if like he, it follows, there seems them. to
5: be something with the Redskins. It, this does not sound like it's going away anytime soon. Right. And you have to wonder if you know he's on a contract through next season, making about 14 plus million a year. I, I have to wonder if this becomes a trade situation at some point because it's it's extremely thorny, and like you said, it's personal. And the Redskins, you have a rookie quarterback and potentially Eric Flowers starting at left tackle. If, if <laughs> Williams, make that, that, that's a mess.
3: That's a problem. All right. That's what's happening in the news. That's a, That would be a huge loss, especially the rookie quarterback. You want the blind side. You want him, you want
5: him protecting. That's the that's the role. That's essentially what the role. Give him some money. Does.
3: Sometimes it's not just about the bag. Sometimes it's about it's personal. You would it's think, about, though. The, I bet the bag would solve it, though. The bag think. solves a lot the because the bag. Because you have him under contract powerful. anyway, so it's just like you know. You know what would solve me silently grumbling about us not getting any uh, hardware from these all these internal awards? What's that? The bag.
5: <laughs> you make a strong case. Here, are the bag. <laughs>
3: They're gonna secure me with the pink slip if I don't shut up. <laughs> that's what's happening. In the news, they, still, they don't do pink slips. I don't anymore. think that's how it how uh, it works. From an they start bringing it back. So. All right, well, let's get to it. Um, some takeaways from mandatory minicamp. Eight teams uh, held their practices. They're, everyone had to be there, hence mandatory. So you finally got a look at what these new um, updated rosters look like on offense and defense. So let's just kind of. Go around the league and throw out some things that jumped out to us. Greg, you get us going.
4: I'm just going to start with the Redskins since we were just there. That I, I found it interesting that Haskins, their number one pick, is already splitting the first team reps with Keenum. You know, sometimes it's like you make the rookie work his way into that, this or that. Onlookers say Keenum looks a little more... Um, Comfortable in the offense at this point, which isn't surprising. He's an NFL veteran. But Haskins, of course, looks like the guy who has a little more upside, the bigger arm, had some more wow plays. But the fact – and J- Jay Gruden said they're not even barely competing at this point. They're not even thinking about that. I believe that in non pratted practices. But the fact that they're splitting reps right off the bat, that just would indicate to me that the tie is going to go to the rookie. Usually that, does. That he's got a great chance to be the week one starter. I,
5: you know, we we haven't done our coach hot seat rankings at this point, if you're Jay Gruden, you want the best case scenario is Haskins taking off early in his career and suddenly you're attached to someone who's ascending. The worst case situation is him not doing that and hoping that you have a job from now, a year from now after riding through the year with Case Keenum as your quarterback. Case Keenum is just simply not going to be enough for him to stick around Jay Gruden
3: um, on the subject of Redson's quarterbacks. Finally, some good news on. Uh, Alex Smith, who's still technically with the team, but he suffered that devastating uh, leg injury, broken leg. He's been wearing that. The worst thing you could have, because not only is it limit your mobility in a, a cruel way, but it just looks scary as hell. The external fixator, when they have all the, the wires going into your leg to keep the leg stabilized. Well, he still has that on, and he'll have it on for another month or two, according to Mike Garofalo. Uh But there seems to be progress, and, they, and they're feeling good about it. There's not... You know, so much indecisiveness about what comes next in his recovery. It's just the long road ahead. Uh, You talked about quarterbacks, Greg. So I'll throw another quarterback camp battle looming in Miami uh, from the Palm Beach Post. Let's jump into the fish tank. Uh, A report uh, from Hal Habib, (laughs) who says that Ryan Fitzpatrick is certainly looks ahead of Josh Rosen right now but that should not be a surprise or anything to read too much into. Even Rosen himself said it's not really a competition right now. Although, Josh, you, I want to see that fire at some point. Show me the fire at some point. I'm not going to take one quote and make a big thing out of it, but go get that job. Anyway, Fitzpatrick trying. <laughs> I got, think he's trying. I mean, go get sense. it. Say something. Do something. Anyway, Fitz- well, Magic is um, ahead of uh, Rosen right now. Um, but what... and. Rosen is catching up. He got traded there, and, and Fitzpatrick had a head start um, earlier in the process of the uh, the team year. But anyway, uh, the, the I think Khabib made a good point. The way you look at the schedule, it kind of looks obvious. Whereas um, with the Redskins, if the rookie's neck and neck with the veteran, the rookie's probably going to start. But with Rosen and 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 Fitzpatrick's track record, it probably makes a lot of sense potentially to give Fitzpatrick the starting job There's some tough games early on. There's a bye week in early October. And then Rosen gets in early enough where you get a really good look at him uh, and then decide whether you want to stick with Rosen or go get some hot shot in the draft. Uh, But right now, uh, Fitzpatrick is looking good. He's been connecting well with Devontae Parker, who, by the way, is still there and has uh, been having a really good camp, something to keep an eye on. Uh, but um, right now, Fitzpatrick ahead of Rosen early
5: on. And the way they, they've had it is the it's essentially the Fitzpatricks versus the Rosens. They have the same units working with each quarterback. So Fitzpatrick mm. has his guys, and Rosen has his guys, and I guess Minka Fitzpatrick... Um, on who is, is has been a, on defense opposing the Rosen's and causing a number of uh, problems for Josh Rosen, but they basically said Fitzpatrick has just been a little bit. The offense has been a little bit more big play heavy and explosive. If we want to put anything into that, at this point, <laughs> not yeah, not. I a, know what West would say.
4: Not a surprise. And also, Ryan okay. Fitzpatrick's had a pretty long good career for a reason. Like he knows how to play. Perfect backup. He knows how to play quarterback at the NFL level which Rosen still has to prove. Yeah, the Parker stuff is just year after year he is the star of the offseason. But
5: uh Well, it he, helps to have the coach that tried to trade you like 400 times out did, of the building. They did
4: quietly re sign him to a brand new contract this offseason. I don't think we even hit that, you know, like he could have been a free agent. They they gave him this kind of low-cost deal to to bring him back for 2 years instead of giving him the option and uh it all paid off cuz the Dolphins social media team got to put up a no-look pass by Ryan Fitzpatrick to Parker (laughs) diving on the sidelines. It doesn't get any better than that in June minicamp.
3: It's now uh, June 7th. Does Fitzy still have that cute little pot belly? Did he work that out? Has anybody seen any footage?
5: I think he's one of those athletes he's that's able to readjust the look of his body so quickly right. that he's probably looking, you know, very svelte. I thought it was uh, awesome and tournament.
3: relatable when he was jiggling all over the place yeah. uh, back in March. All right. Uh, your turn, Mark.
5: Well, I will go to Cleveland because there is a lingering concern before all these, you know, this hype fest that's happening. It's a nice time to be a Browns fan. Um, but I, the, the Browns, any Browns fan that's been you around long uncomfortable well, with being uh, highly. You know, it is because you are wondering how. It all will go number one, and I don't want to get. I don't. I see some Browns fans out there already, sort of saying, "Like, just book us for the Super Bowl." How about go win it? Let's see what happens by the end of October. This nine week. games would be a good start. That would. I, I want to see progress, but I don't want to get in all that. But the concern for me <laughs> is has been and continues to be the offensive line, because they just parted ways with Desmond Harrison, who was a bit of a disaster at tackle to start the season last year because he was not showing up to meetings on time. I don't know this whole story. Cardinals picked him up. But they now have Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard at tackle. I think I would view both of those situations as highly suspect, no matter how they played at the end of last year. The other concern is that you traded away Kevin Zeitler And at right guard, they wanted to have Austin Corbett go in there. And in minicamp this week, he has spent a lot of time essentially just rotating at guard and backup center. There's a guy, Eric Cush, battling for the right guard position. And Corbett is someone that is not essentially in year two, which they needed him to step up and take a starting role. Former
4: supporting actor, Eric Cush, I
5: believe. Eric Cush, absolutely. But Corbett has not not really taken the leadership role and stepped in and and played the way they want. Mm. That, to me, gives you three spots on an offensive line that are potentially suspect with, and I, I get all the, the fancy pieces around it, but in, from a skill position angle, it sounds like things are looking good because David and they said has been looking like a completely different advanced player at tight end, you know, Odell's been fine, all this other stuff. But if your offensive line has issues, teams go South quickly on off. Especially and teams can,
3: you don't need to have, you know, big name talent to have a functional offensive line. And, But it sometimes does take time to gel. So that would be my biggest, if I had to make a prediction about the Browns, is that they're going to be a much better team. But I would not be shocked if they go get out of the gate a little bit slower than people expect and then kind of hit their stride. Uh, And the offensive line struggles would certainly, if that happens, uh, be a major reason why. All right, Greg, go ahead. All right, let's – Let's talk about the Lions,
4: just because I feel like we never do on this show. Uh, the, 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 I, the, it was hard to find much there that, like, the, a lot of takeaways from their minicamp. But they were one of the teams. The thing that caught my eye was that they were doing some three tight end sets, and that they were really talking about Theo Riddick had a nice uh, camp or what it looked fairly good, which you would expect. But his spot on the team is a little uncertain. They're playing with three tight ends. That's at a time sometimes. They've got all these running backs, C.J. Anderson, Theo Riddick's number three, Carryon Johnson's number one. You've got uh, a rookie, too, who's going to be in the mix. And they are kind of looking, at to me, on offense a little bit like maybe the Patriots were a year ago, where they're going to want to run the ball a ton. They're going to want to throw out of those two, three tight end sets to kind of keep teams off balance. And that's your new Detroit Lions.
5: Yeah, and Dave Burkett of the Detroit Free Press noted that uh, rookie tight end T.J. Hawkinson, on a in the end zone, essentially, got a pass from Stafford where he kind of casually just tried to one-hand a catch or something. I don't know if casually is the right word, right? Mm-hmm. but Matt Patricia just blew up on him. So it's mm. like they need him to be a big... I think the other thing in Detroit, Darius Slay, Damon Harrison. Well, that's true. Both away from the team that. and contract issues. So that's two key players.
4: I like teams that... Uh, now, they, this is mandatory work, and they want new contracts, and so that's an issue. But players are treating the voluntary part of organized team activities more voluntary than ever. And it's less of a big deal, I think than it's ever been. Yeah. Um,
3: let's move on.
5: If Since this podcast were voluntary, would you show up then?
3: <sighs> I would. It's kind of become a very important part of my job. And if I didn't show up for this offer, pink slip would probably come for me. So yes, I'm here every show just about with good reason. Good answer. Uh, voluntary workouts. You brought up uh, that and Le'Veon Bell is an example. Did not show up uh, to any of the OTAs ahead of this week's minicamp. Uh, is in attendance this week, or was in attendance. It's over now. Uh, but will not does not plan to attend the uh, follow-up OTAs voluntarily before uh, heading into the summer break. Um, but that's not really what I want to talk about. He did look good, by the way. He looks fast, but he's uh, the writer for The Athletic that covers the Jets, who does a very nice job. Greg's very good with these names, so he'll remind me. His first name is Connor. Is it Connor Hughes? Connor Hughes does an excellent job uh, for the Athletic. Said that Bell operates on just a different speed than he's seen with other running backs on the Jets. And the Jets have not had bad running backs in recent years. They've had some decent guys. But anyway, the big problem with Le'Veon Bell is the drama around him. And with creating art, um, it's good to have that tumult around you sometimes. Uh, some of the best work of, say, a Dylan or a Springsteen or whoever comes when there's stuff going on. Jacob Dillon's scenes. Jacob Dillon, of course <laughs> talking about the flowers. Yes. Um, Le'Veon Bell had more than $500,000 worth of jewelry, jewelry stolen from his home. And this is from the associated press. Mark, It's not, and that's that happens. Unfortunately, Uh, athletes and actors and celebrities are targeted for home goes with the job
5: a little bit. Yep,
3: it's just the sad fact of life in today's society. Much like terrorism and other things that you wish weren't around, but it's just the way it is. But there is an interesting little twist to this story. uh, While Le'Veon Bell is preparing with the Jets, what what was happening? How did the money uh, or the jewelry
5: exit? Well, so the I mean the the story that came out I believe yesterday was that. Um, he was robbed by not his girlfriend, but by his girlfriends. Multiple girlfriends <laughs> while he's away. And what I like is that you'd think there might I don't know I don't know what the actual category of girlfriend in this if we're talking about it's a serious relationship with two oh, women I at the same time, I don't know what's going on. But that you'd think there might be a little jealousy between them and maybe they wouldn't want to be around each other instead while he's gone doing his job. He was to, at the gym. This was on May 25th. Love this. They are working as uh, like a duo a crime team together to rob him of this jewelry. You no, know, we haven't heard a lot. How do you know that? Well, they are, that's what the story suggests. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they I'm just they saying maybe one. It's according who, to the Associated
4: Who press. knows, maybe one took out the other and you don't even know where that other girl is. I, the I way,
5: the, you know, the article is, is short, and there's more to come on yes. it, but it suggests that they they operated in unison to steal yeah, half more than half a million problematic. dollars in jewelry.
3: It's been a while in terms of um, the culture. You almost have to go back to that Charlie Sheen era where he went crazy and had the tiger blood stuff going on when two girlfriends was in the, the public eye. So now it's back with Lev, and it just does show you the dangers of it. I mean, that's a lot of juggling. And sometimes um, you don't know. When you're not there, the two ladies, and the same thing, I don't want to be sexist, Erica. It could be the same way. You could have two boyfriends or a woman could have two boyfriends or two girlfriends. Those, when you're not there. It happens. They're talking. Have yep. you
6: seen John Tucker Must Die? Maybe uh, they didn't know about uh, each other. Maybe. And then they found out and they're like, let's get them That could happen, em. too. Mm. Let's no, get No, that,
5: that feels like a logical or
3: That sounds scenario. like a nice reboot, Le'Veon yeah. Bell Must Die. It's funny because, like, <laughs> gritty rebo- <laughs> you, Reboot. <laughs> You read
4: this story and you kind of feel, at least I do, you know, you feel bad for Le'Veon Bell here. You're not thinking of him. As, Why? He's the victim in this situation. But this could easily be turned into, like, a script where it's, like, kind of a fun, uh, right. you know, romantic uh, comedy with, you know, friend, you know Gap. Right. It friend.
5: struck me as a delightful story. But if you really get behind it, it's not delightful at all. Right. And Le'Veon circling
3: there. back to how, some, you know, tumult in your personal life could lead to great art. Of course, I'm referring to Le'Veon Bell's incredible, burgeoning rap career, oh. and since he's a New York Jet, I am all about Le'Veon the rapper.
4: Well, you, yeah, <laughs> you, you asked why would I feel bad for him, Erica? Because if you know, when I lose my Black Panther pendant with black and white diamonds, <laughs> it's it's painful. I like, get. It. I don't, you don't think work anyone, hard anyone should be stealing. You work pretty hard. It's for a source them. of pride,
6: but I think it's kind of messed up that you know maybe if they knew about each other, if these girlfriends knew about each, other, but I feel like they're. You know, there's some... That's a big su- assumption
3: you're making, though. That, right, that and might it could be have been girlfriends.
6: Situation. When I first read it, I was like, what if you called girlfriends, like, his friends that are girls? I thought that, too,
5: but it feels to... It feels it, to, to suggest something else, though.
4: Exactly. It, it indicated that they were both staying at his
5: home, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that's how he... You know, okay, a, so, so if they
6: knew like about it. each other, then I don't feel as bad,
5: but... Why are you keeping Hello. half a million dollars in jewelry in your, in your you house? You want to hear
3: how, how far 520 grand takes you? In addition to Greg's um, matching Black Panther pendant with the black and white diamonds, there was a Rolex, two gold chains with diamonds.
5: Mm, okay. so this actually
3: doesn't take you that far. No,
5: I thought it was like a mount, like when you when you like kill a dragon and there's like a mountain of gold under him. No. That's what I pictured it to be. There was one other little Jets nugget, and I know, Dan, you hate this uh, this stuff. Yeah. But Matt Stipolskoski, um, not saying that right at all, apologies to his entire family, from NJ.com had this little sentence that I liked. Yes, the Jets' practices are intense as Gase and defensive coordinator Greg Williams (laughs) battle for supremacy on a daily basis. Delicious. Yeah, well,
3: (laughs) I love that.
4: Well, yeah, there was there was some reports that you know Darnold struggled or had a couple interceptions and. Greg Williams is sort of famous for like bringing the house in every blitz possible <laughs> during like OTAs and mini camps. And so right now the defense is ahead and people brought out like brought out some clips for the exact same thing was happening with the Browns oh, yeah. a year ago at this yeah. at this point. Hey, it's like
3: calm down, Greg Williams. Now, every, that's so everyone loves to beat up on Greg Williams, but everyone is so in love with the Browns now. Greg Williams is the man that brought that team to respectability. I don't hear this Freddy Kitchens, oh, Baker figured it out. Or well, no, that no, 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 is a,
5: that is A okay, team
3: in, in complete tatters on fire <laughs> uh, after they fire the GM and the coach. And it's Greg Williams who steadies the ship and makes that one of the best teams in the AFC in the second half. I don't want
5: to hear anything else. It's just, I, I'm not going to kill you on that take. He did a much better job than the person employed before him. And I'll never... I, you Look know, at Dan getting in his... And guy. let me just
3: say this also. I've never had a Greg Williams on my favorite team before. I am enjoying the Greg Williams experience as a fan. It's just a little spicier than having some no-name DC. You know, and guys like Greg get crazy about, oh, the worst thing will happen, and I'll throw in my little digs and mention that Darnold threw interceptions. I don't care. I want spiciness around my team. Success would be nice too, but spiciness, number two. Dan's getting in as many
4: Greg Williams uh, plaudits as he can this episode while Wes is not here. Yeah, because <laughs> Wes would be, <laughs> be
3: bellowing and I wouldn't be able to I've a, it. I is listening I do, to this
4: and
5: shouting around the record house would and show, punching
4: walls. The very boring record will show that no one has uh, <laughs> spoken up for Greg Williams' totally fine record
3: uh on this podcast more
4: than me he is and a I'm fellow i always point out that uh, Triple g he's fine he it gets he, balanced he out turned... with your
3: needless uh digs at the jets of all times <laughs> so it's kind of now just I mean, anyway who's up needless uh you're
5: let's go down I to. thought uh, you went no we were going in this direction okay. greg dan we're doing a lot of double dan dipping Mark. on
3: other people's stuff here. well that's so how it works yeah
5: let's go down to tampa bay <laughs> okay the bucks who we almost never talk about either little guy by the name of scotty miller a wide receiver catching a lot of buzz early on. You know, of course, Scotty Adam Humphreys out the door. Jameis Winston said six-round pick. Scotty Miller is has like been a, fantastic. I don't know anything history. about him. Right, is, and, he, and
3: I'm close to you. Is he a um, a slot receiver that is a grinder?
5: He is five foot nine and 176 pounds. So <laughs> totally name. You're not wrong. He absolutely fits <laughs> that category. Did he go to a
3: smaller school? He did. Was he either a, a UFA or? Um, a he was a 6 draft. round. He was yeah. a s-
5: late. Yes. So you have. Uh, is you he a have, white man? The profile you have built is correct. If you if you want is to. Is he a Caucasian gentleman? Uh, yes. Okay. Got as it. far as I know, but Bruce Arians also called him a John Brown type. So I didn't have a lot coming out of Bucks camp. There wasn't a, a ton to work with. Uh, their young <laughs> d- defensive backs are doing well apparently, but there was not a ton of uh, information coming out of that camp.
3: All right. Very good,
4: Greg. You're up. Bruce Arian said he their their secondary is fine. They solved it. Uh, I I wanted to go to Denver, uh, not, where Joe Flacco has uh, wowed um, onlookers by th- von according to Von Miller throwing an eighty yard pass mm. across the field. You know not you know from one hash mark to the other one, kind of giving uh, Broncos fans perhaps some. Some memories of his famous throw in the 2012 uh, playoffs. Mm. Yeah, a, a throw that changed history. Really, uh, they lose that game. Otherwise, who knows? Maybe Manning gets another title. Who who knows what happens if he doesn't hit that throw? But he he's showing off his big arm. He's healthy. That's my big main takeaway. He's just he's healthy. He's moving well. There's no physical problems. Uh, with Joe Flacco, and that's been pretty rare in an off season. Off season for him, almost never happens in an off season for him uh, lately. So I think that's positive. And there's a lot of you know talk about him, but one one comment from Devontae Booker uh, stuck out to me. Just everyone really liking his leadership, and that he's getting all the first team reps. There's no competition there. And Booker saying he's such a cool guy. He talks to everybody in the locker room. Previous quarterbacks didn't really do that much here. They'd just be on the field, get the job done, and we see each other walking through the halls or something, and they wouldn't even acknowledge us. Mm. It's like, whoa, the Broncos <laughs> quarterback. Okay, but Booker's only been around Ace. a few years, so that's you know that's Case Keenum, that's Paxton yeah. Lynch.
3: That's well, Paxton Lynch doesn't surprise anybody. Yeah. Case, I thought Case would be a little more hands on, but that's just one man's comment. <laughs> He's in his fourth season. He's like, who just Timian? shot me in the back with a sniper's <laughs> and, rifle? And,
4: uh, and they went through it. The Athletic had all these uh, quotes just about how much everyone loves Flacco and he's and he's fired up. And the Drew Locke experience supposedly, yeah, you know, pretty up and down so far in practice. So he there's, got there's knocked no, down to there's the There's no competition there. Not that love. you would expect it. But, you know, that's Flacco's going to get his chance. He's going to get his legit chance.
3: Let's uh, go over to Green Bay where, as we know, the new brain trust there with the – head coach, and Aaron Rodgers, big year for him. And we've talked about it endlessly on the show. Well, what about the fact that they didn't really add a lot of uh, firepower and offense? I guess these young guys are going to have to step up. So at camp, Aaron Rodgers, who you'll remember that Tyler Dunn expose, um, in which, quote, Rodgers showed virtually zero trust in his three rookie receivers, Jamon Moore, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, and... Equan Saint Brown, uh, and also said uh, Dunn reported that a source told him that Rogers quote didn't like uh, Valdez scantling. Well, Rogers singing a different tune uh, this week, uh, at least he had this to say: I think Marquez or Marquez had has had a fantastic spring and really stepped up as a guy who can be an every down player, and then I expect a big bounce back year from Jimmy according to Graham. He's healthy. He's feeling good. The offense, I think, fits him and his body type, but I'm not going to shy away from throwing the ball to Devontae. He also said he wants to get the ball more to Devontae Adams, uh, the lone star player. I mean, Adams had offense. the
5: second most targets in the NFL last right. year. So.
3: So, uh, but I think the bigger takeaway from this is, yes, it is a reminder that he is going to need to develop a rapport with these young receivers or this Packers offense isn't going to go. So we'll see. He's when it, when it comes right to things.
5: Marquez valdez Handling, can we not just call him MVS? I think that's a, that rolls off the right. tongue. It's easier for you to deal with. As
3: the guy, the a PFT guy, Michael David Smith, I- inside the industry, everybody just calls him MDS. Right. And he's a you know, football reporter.
5: And, th- and that wouldn't even trample on MVS, which to me is just a home-run nickname if it's not already his
3: nickname. Although you can mishear it and be like, wait, are you talking about Michael David Smith?
5: Well, that's on the listener. That's, that's on their <laughs> ears, not the person who said MVS. And I don't think they would be just talking about Michael David Smith (laughs) most of the time.
3: Uh, Mark, you're up.
5: Uh, Well, the Giants, uh, obviously, you know, they are committed to Eli Manning sitting in the quarterback position for the next three or four seasons despite having taken Daniel Jones early. And people are asking sort of what happened. That's not
3: true, by the way, listeners. They have not committed to that, but go on.
5: Well, they've talked about him potentially starting for the next two seasons. I, I think he's—they have not
3: committed to it.
5: Well, that Let's I disagree. The right they, they, they seem to have their head on backwards <laughs> on this one. I have two notes from uh, from Giants minicamp. One is that they talked about the fact that Daniel Jones, and this is why I think he's going to see the field quickly. I really do think so. Shermer has been talking him up, saying his head is swimming much less than most rookie quarterbacks and that he has shown, according to Matt Lombardo of the Star-Ledger, a higher propensity to push the ball deep with more accuracy while Manning continues to do his annoying little checks downs <laughs> and, what, and, and amid what seems Wait, to be... Wait, the writer said annoying? No, I added annoying. <laughs> I added annoying, but he did mention, Matt Lombardo, an erosion of arm strength, which is obvious to anyone that's watched the Giants of late. The second note I would have um, on Pat Shermer because we were all doing our research before the show, sure. going around, looking at these various uh, beat writers and their reports, a picture of Pat Shermer. He is looking super bulky, like m- big, giant muscles and gigantic calves. It, like Pat Schirmer never struck me as a physical specimen. He's looking tight. In fact, I called him Thick, T-H-I-C-C, and was told that's not the correct uh, use of Thick. Thick would be more kind of just
3: like borderline big boned, but he just seems like he's been cutting out
5: you saw the photo.
3: Yeah, his his body mass index is definitely down.
5: Not a younger man. And not old, but not a younger man to to. He just to turned fifty
3: four in April, oh, and have definition in his arms showing through the long sleeves, <laughs> that speaks to a man that's put in the work.
5: Hundred hmm. percent.
4: Right. Daniel Jones getting a lot of pop too for like running around. Everyone's excited, like, ooh, a quarterback that runs. I need a fresh start. And that he's there. looked good. And that he's looked good. But ultimately, he's. N- He's not gonna be the most important rookie, at least in week one. And they've already moved two of their first round picks, Dexter Lawrence and DeAndre Baker, into their first into their starting lineup right off the bat as it's rookies. Coming. That's gonna be a big part of
3: their season. All right, one more time around, Greg, you gotta go. Sure. Uh let's go to uh New
4: England, where Jared Mayo, first year of coaching, is the defensive play caller. I find that pretty interesting. That's a lot of uh a lot of faith in Gerard Mayo and maybe that'll change when the season starts maybe it's like Belichick makes the game plans and Mayo calls the plays on on game day but that is and I love Gerard Mayo injuries kind of cut his Mm. career a little shorter than it could have been but uh, a great Patriot and interesting to see. Also, Joe Tooney is their left tackle right now, who has played the last, what, four, four years at, at guard because they don't have a healthy left tackle. Well, Isaiah we he'll
5: grade out at 91.6 okay. from Pro Isaiah
4: Wynn was their first round time. pick a year ago. There's a hope that he'd be ready for week one, but that seems to be. Put up Greg and up at in the left air. tackle, and Dante
3: Scarnecki will make him a positive PFF talent.
4: I mean, uh, he got <laughs> Nate Solder paid, he got Trent Brown paid. And of course, in New England, uh, they celebrated. Last night, the uh, the ring ceremony, they did. The, getting six rings, and just seeing that on Orange. there is something kind of crazy about seeing Bill Belichick there with eight Super Bowl rings because he brought his Giants ones in <laughs> and just like. I own, you know, he, like, owns, like, a, a fifth of the Super Bowl rings in in sports I've always his sports appreciated it's the, fun.
3: the name of the boat, too, that he has to keep repainting the boat. It's now named Eight Rings. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Patriots. Um, Don't just move past that. While Tom exactly. Brady what was a great, what a great time. his bling and, and the rings are getting bigger and bigger. And hopefully there's nothing dis- disrespectful like they did to the Falcons uh, the last time they won a title with the rubbing in the <laughs> deficit they wiped out, which was just classless. And Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, said so. Uh, but the biggest story... It's like they have like an image of Jared Goff missing that throw. They're exactly. like, too
4: late, Goff! It's like
3: a hologram that comes out <laughs> yeah. of it.
5: It's just Jared Goff like <laughs> shaking during the anthem.
3: P going down fear. his leg. Um, the biggest story around the Patriots, though, was the news this week that Brady's legal team sneakily tried to copyright uh, Tom Terrific and make it their own, which is... Absolutely disgraceful knowing that Tom Seaver, and I'm not a Mets fan, but that is one of the most important figures in New York sports history, a three-time Cy Young Award winner, a Hall of Famer. He was Tom terrific. He was the star of the 69 Mets, of course. Uh, Tom Brady tried to get his fingers all over that copyright. Uh, And then once it was figured out, it was time to
0: figure out what to say. Here's what Tom said. It's it's unfortunate. I was actually trying to do something because I didn't like the nickname. And I wanted to make sure no one used it because some people wanted to use it. So um, I was trying to keep people from using it. And then it got spun around to something different than what it was. Hmm. So 100%. Um, good lesson learned and try to do things uh, a little different in the future. He's not so, buying that. Yet. He's
4: so
3: full of it. Like, what does he just spend all day copywriting things he doesn't want to be called? People are using that
4: for his name on some, like, you know, cheap, cheap, T-shirts. What does he, he care? Didn't, he didn't want that. Oh, I mean, everyone's like, ooh, Tom Seaver, one of the greatest pitchers ever. Does he feel bad uh, for stealing that nickname from the animated series that was presented as part of Captain Kangaroo? from oh, 1957 snap. to <laughs>
3: 1959. Tom Terrific. Uh, there you go. Here's. By the oh, way, yeah, sorry, Seaver. Seaver or Seaverites. Thief. <laughs> Here's the sound, by the way, of Tom Brady trying to back away from the story. <laughs> Sounds like a struggle.
5: Well, hold the, on the here. Hold terrific. on here. Before we get too precious with this, what did Tom Seaver ever trademark this or patent it? It's not. Sometimes
3: it's not about money. It's just about what.
5: It's an iconic
3: nickname um, in baseball history, and Brady, because he didn't like it, wanted to make it his, and then uh, ostensibly profit off it somehow. If anyone else tried to use it, I'm sure Tom Seaver's people were on fire about it. Right. I mean, there's a nine-minute segment. He got
4: caught. Stop defending the man. There's a nine-minute, nine-minute segment
3: on YouTube of
4: Boomer uh, Esiason ranting about this that Tom Brady is not Tom. Right. I suggest everyone never watched that. <laughs> That's uh, fair. Oh,
5: one other little, well, I thought, heartwarming nugget about the ring uh, handout. Josh Gordon finally gets a Super Bowl ring.
3: Yeah. I mean, that, that should have given him like a quarter uh, of a ring. Why
5: are you? Why are you? I just think when I when I think of someone that him. just absolutely, you know, should be running around town with a Super Bowl ring he's, on his finger, it's Josh He's Gordon. been through a lot, and you know what? Oh, well, no he doubt. absolutely
4: he was crucial in uh, getting that buy that they ended up getting. So I he was called it
5: heartwarming.
3: Um, my last note is on. He deserves it. Um, the act of coaches giving, uh, canceling the last practice and what they do with the time. So it's a team building exercise. The Jets, for instance, Adam Gase canceled practice and went to Top Golf. That's a good choice. I love Top Golf, it's a fun activity. The Dolphins, a little basic, they cancel practice and they go bowling.
5: Well, and their new head coach went and got a Super Bowl ring too.
3: That night, yeah. And, um, I don't care. I don't care who got a ring. I don't care about the Patriots and their rings or anything else. It doesn't matter to me. Finally, but the one I really like, nice job by Vic Fangio, (laughs) who did an excellent job with the Broncos. He did a full field day. He canceled practice, and he gave uh, the the guys on the uh, Broncos got to do this. Home run derby, remote control car race, Basketball shootout, water balloon toss, shaved Italian ice station, that's great, golf chipping contest, dunk tank. And there is a rumor, I don't know if it's Sounds happened, overly complex. John Elway will be participating in the dunk take. Dunk tank. That is great. That's how you do it. Everybody, follow.
2: Follow
3: Those are all things you hate, by the way, Mark.
5: Uh, I every ital- single thing, thing you would pass. Italian ice on. station sounds appealing to me. Uh, close it out, Mark. One little other Patriots nugget from the Mike Lombardi podcast: There was this point made. If he is done, if Rob Gronkowski is actually done, why is he going to TB12 to work out every day? Why isn't he? Why isn't he Miami working out? Why is he not losing weight and getting all thin, a la Joe Thomas? He is staying in top physical condition, not simply, you know, fading into some sort of Hollywood Hills scenario where he's out till three in the morning with a bunch of minstresses. No, he is working out like a crazy man. It just suggests to me that the door is not closed on his return.
3: Mm. Well, I agree with you. I think, I think he's coming back. But even if he wasn't coming back, I feel like Gronk, and I don't want to, you know, paint the guy in a simplistic light. But I feel like that Gronk, that's what Rob Gronkowski does. Yeah, he's gonna he pumps iron. There's those pictures of him at hot ear. yoga down in Miami for a lot of the off season. He hangs with hot chicks on boats. Uh, he hangs with his brothers. Like I feel like working out is always going to be a big part of.
5: This. I I don't doubt that, but I just think the level of intensity uh, suggests um, not that I've observed these workouts <laughs> with the naked eye, say. but uh, you know, just that he's he's still plugged in. You could at least take a couple of months after you retire and kind of float away and do whatever you want. The opposite's happening.
3: Anybody that's will be surprised if he comes back, just, you know, pull together. It wouldn't be a shock if he comes back.
5: I mean, there is a raging need for him on the roster also.
3: <laughs> Huge. <laughs> and it got bigger this week. All right. That's it. As uh, we teased on Wednesday, throw out some uh, iTunes reviews. Now, Apple Podcast Reviews. I guess we shouldn't call it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's go through it. Uh, five stars. I'm reading these, by the way, as I see them, so don't read into what I'm choosing. Um, five stars, but I will take one star off if Mark keeps mispronouncing Saquon. It's Saquon, not Suquan. I'm not even a Giants fan, but it bothers the hell out of me every time.
4: Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> wow. You're coming what? in hot out of the gate. So are you allowed to edit your your star rating? Maybe you are.
3: Maybe. Please. Uh, this one from uh, Zach. More entertaining than move the sticks, but not as intelligent. Sorry.
5: Well, I mean, you know, I, I, the, one, none of the four of us have been mm. uh, touted as future NFL GMs yeah. at this point.
4: No, I so. think that's fair. If you want to totally like boring but intelligent
3: podcast that's that's an option (laughs) he loves the show and the fun atmosphere they have some good things to say and i really appreciate that they they don't sound they don't seem professional at all uh so it's very attainable knowledge i mean the wording here i also like that they talk about their own fandom blah, blah 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 whatever zach
5: sounds like evan silva to me
3: thank you for the five stars um Oh, this is nice. Dan has great hair. Five stars. As a 45-year-old bald man, I really look up mm. to the hair game that Dan has.
5: Wait, so you're just sifting through and <laughs> you picking you the ones too that too you find to appealing to read to us?
3: Kind of like Brian Erlocker. Ur- Erlocker was great when he came on our Super Bowl shows, um, but it is weird that he grew the hair back. That's all. That's all saying that. Uh, let's see. You want me to find something that uh, uh, presents you in a positive light, Mark? I'll do it.
5: I mean, unless it's going to take a long time. I mean,
3: right now we've got
4: 3,600 ratings. That's just like a such a small fraction of the the audience. So if you've made it this far, it's Friday in the off season. We're 50 minutes in here. We're reading iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. You are our people. You are the people Love that you. should listen and just help us out and throw in that five stars and, and put a comment in at this point because that number... We're gonna jack we need to jack it up. I wanna see it
3: at four when I come back. Asher Boner Paul says could be better. Five stars. <laughs> Bring Claiborne on full time. Liz Claiborne? I don't know who he's referring to. Maybe Patrick. That um, was nice. At least at least it was a compliment. Mm- Five stars and you know, they like Claiborne, that's something. Ooh, this one's good, Mark. Uh, from Overlord. Talking about animal deaths is wrong. One star used to love the pod, but the latest draft review episode they spent over five minutes talking about murdering cats in Australia, and how it's okay. Then they all chimed in with other atrocious stories of mass animal killings. I, I think I was at the show, but uh, this is a football podcast where this type of banter shouldn't be allowed. Not that they'll care, but they just lost a loyal listener. Mm. Wow, that that cost I us. I don't recall madness. like
5: spending twenty minutes on cat deaths, but I don't doubt that it. Occurred
3: spent Spencey B
4: on May 25th gave a perfect example of what you should do with your iTunes review five stars. And then it just says show grade B minus. <laughs>
3: Great job. <laughs> Why I like the show five stars by BPW coworkers use NFL topics as cover for 60 minutes of near constant <laughs> ball busting. I
4: like, uh, I'm just jumping in now because yeah, I'm good. seeing ones that are amusing me. Uh, one star pointless. Great if you want to hear people complain about movies they watched years
3: ago. That's fair. <laughs> That's a totally fair. I hated the show when we were talking about uh, Game of Thrones every week or every show for a while there. It happens sometimes. Uh, tch, tch. Like it a lot, Branicus. Been listening since 2015. There's a strong dad core undercurrent which permeates the show. Mm. Dad core. Erica, you are a youth. You're a millennial. Uh, petite millennial tell me what dad core means
6: I don't even know I would say dad core like you could you guys definitely have like the dad jokes mm. you know you guys are just you you guys are dads
3: I think it's just a relatable type
5: I like this vibe. one one out of f- one star out of five headline eh, by boogaholic and his only comment is pretty boring mm.
4: <laughs>
5: how about great football talk
4: five stars by Bija Vila, turning into one of my favorite pods. Love the different opinions and that they're not all agreeing to the same thing and uh, why I'm pointing this one out. Greg is surprisingly very funny.
5: <laughs> Hold on this. Surprise, it's surprisingly fantastic. is a little bit of a dig, but I'll a still a take game. it. I'll five take out of five it. stars. Must listen from Will Jones, 1215. Best podcast, hands down. Mark, Dan, and Wes are hilarious while also bringing a ton of football knowledge. Greg is also on the show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um. nice job guys five stars one of my favorites love the sincerity of WG plus M which plays well off the bluster of D like we don't have long names to spell out just spell them out all the rec and there's no bluster here it's all substantial all the recognition <laughs> you guys are getting is very well deserved
5: hmm all right
3: anybody uh, we good
5: I think we're good I'm gonna read through these thoroughly though this evening
3: how about this one from Tyler Dunking, Mark, five stars, and comment Sessler. There you go, Mark, you got it.
5: <laughs> All right, I feel much better heading into the weekend now.
3: Uh we will be back next week, yes. Yeah, so a bunch more teams are doing their mandatory mini camps. It will be our last week of three shows um, for a little bit. For a for a minute, as the kids say, which actually means a little bit longer. Get for about that back. Six,
4: probably about what, six weeks? Probably for about six weeks. Right. We'll dial it back until the NFL uh, reconvenes for But we'll still be
3: here. We're still going to do two shows a week throughout June uh, into much of July and then switching back to three shows once training camp kicks off. So we're not going anywhere. We don't go anywhere. That's how we built this bastard. Mm. All right. Um, Ricky, have a nice weekend. You're in West Hollywood. It's Pride weekend. That place is going to be going off. It's going to
6: be popping.
3: Yeah. I would like to be a part of the festivities. I don't know if because I'm a dad I won't be invited, but if if you're doing anything fun, maybe shoot a text. I mean, and...
6: Mark was there last year. Yeah, uh, he was. Wes and LaKeisha were with me. Colleen, we we partied it up mm. last year. It was a great time. I
5: would say that your absence was suspicious last year,
6: Dan.
3: I yes, I think you should read into it, uh, however you'd like. Because wow. But I'd like to be involved with it <laughs> this year. Yes.
6: Okay. I'll I'll send you the details. Okay. I'll let you know where to meet up. Just wait there. Sounds like a trap. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
3: That's it. This is Dan Hanza signing off for Quiet Storm and the old boss. Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Wes will be back next week. So until then. Till Monday.
1: Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
2: Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors.